What happens when a tenant doesn't pay their rent? Uh, this is always the, the big fear for everybody who wants to be a landlord. Uh, and I just did a video about this because of the coronavirus and uh, because of uh, people losing their jobs and uh, what happens. Um, but let's go into, uh, in a general way, uh, how this looks. So this, this will apply uh, to before the coronavirus and after the coronavirus uh, and what's going on uh, in the country. Uh, if people don't pay their rent, uh, it does create an impact on you. So if you bought a property subject to, and you have a mortgage on that property, or maybe you went out and got a loan, uh, God forbid, uh, that you went out and got a loan to buy that property, you've got to pay that mortgage. So let's say you got a $150,000 property, you've got to pay $1,000 a month, and you have $1,200 a month of income that's coming out on that property. Uh, and that $1,200 covers your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Uh, and then, of course, you have to pay property management on top of that if you're not managing uh, your own properties. So if that tenant doesn't pay their rent, uh, and you still have potential repairs for that property. Uh, if they, you know, if the plumbing stops working, if the heating stops working, if the roof starts to leak, uh, you're the landlord. You're probably going to have to cover those costs. Um, and you've got to make that mortgage payment. And if you don't make that mortgage payment and you've got to take out a loan, uh, it's going to damage your credit. And if you didn't take out a loan and you bought it subject to, you still have to make that payment uh, to a mortgage company so you can protect the credit of the seller that you bought the property from. And if you don't protect that credit, that may be even more important than protecting your own credit uh, because it's the right thing to do. Uh, so you have money coming out of pocket. If you don't have any reserves, that's a problem. Uh, if you buy a property like this and you don't have any reserves, you're in trouble. You need to have reserves when you own rental property. And the way that you do that is typically uh, you sell that property on a lease option. So let's say I sell, go out and sell that same property on a lease option, get $5,000 down. I take that $5,000 and I put it in a bank account. I don't spend that money. I don't live on that money. If I'm going to do the for rent method on flipping properties, then I can spend the money. But if I'm going to take just this one property, and it's the only property that I've got, I take this $5,000 and I put it in an escrow account. Just put it someplace safe where I'm not going to touch it. That way, when that property goes vacant, or your tenants don't pay, you've got a little bit of money to cover the mortgage until you can get them out of there or until they can start paying again. Uh, and once that happens, uh, then you can get back on track. Now, if they move out, you can go sell it to another person and get another $5,000 uh, lease option fee. And that $5,000, maybe you don't need to keep it all. Uh, I think you should keep a couple, three months uh, of, of rent for each property that you've got. But if you have 10 properties, you don't have to keep $50,000 in reserve you could probably keep five or 10 and you'd probably be fine. Even in the worst time uh, of the recession of 2008, 2009, I had a 20% vacancy rate. I don't know what that's gonna be now in this coronavirus, uh, this, this, this time of the coronavirus. We might have vacancy rates that are much higher than that. We might also have government assistance to make that stuff uh, be taken care of. So we'll see how that plays out. But there's a very good chance that it's gonna be kind of painful for landlords. And if you're a landlord who doesn't have any reserves, uh, it can cause you to lose your property. In 2007 and 2008, I saw many, many investors lose their properties because they took out mortgages. If you can learn to do this stuff without mortgages, uh, you're gonna be better off. And if you learn how to build a portfolio that allows you to keep reserves uh, and build reserves as you're building the portfolio, uh, you're gonna be much better off. So do those things to make that happen. 
Now, let me go into a little bit of speculation about uh, mortgages and tenants. Um, because what if we didn't have tenants? What if tenants, nobody was a tenant? What if everybody owned their own property? Uh, what if we had a mortgage banking system that didn't charge interest, that didn't require good credit? Just they're, they're, maybe they look at your income and say, hey, and, and I'm just speculating here. I don't know all the ramifications and I'd love to hear your comments. Put them down in the, in the comment section below. I'd love to hear your comments on what you think of this, if I'm just like completely off my rocker or not. I don't think I am. I think that there's this possibility for this. Um, but I think there's too many moneyed interests that would keep it from happening. The people that are running the banks are making all the money. If I have a $100,000 mortgage and I make 30-year uh, so payments on that mortgage, I'm going to pay $300,000 for that property. If I had bought, if I'd only paid $100,000 with the same payments over that over 10 years, I would have paid it off with no interest. So if I had no interest <laughs> on a property, I, I could have paid that thing off in 10 years, and I would have owned the property. Also, the money that is in our banking system uh, that comes for mortgages. There's a secondary market. Uh, but they get their money from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve makes that money up. It's created out of thin air. It's not real. They just put dollar signs uh, on, a, on a page. So it's not real money. They just create that money. Uh, so it's not really costing them anything. So let's say that they come up with $100,000, you buy this asset, and now you start making payments back to them on a regular basis. Or maybe you even get into a situation where, oh, I lost my job, I can't pay for a few months. That's not a problem. <laughs> because it's the bank, the, 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 uh, the government didn't come up with that money anyway. Uh, as long as you're regularly paying into the taxes and insurance and, and you're, you're covering these costs, it's not going to be a huge problem uh, for the economy might be worth looking into uh, modern monetary theory, which I think is a fascinating concept. Uh, and I'll just throw that out there because I think there's some really interesting things that are going on with economics these days and the way people are thinking about them uh, that uh, are worth looking at. Uh, and I think it's also possible that if we had mortgages that were zero, which is what I'm doing, by the way, when I buy properties in these little rural areas, these little rural towns, where we pay these properties off in five years, seven years, 10 years at the most, because we're doing them with zero interest, and they're, they're such cash cows for me, ultimately. They pay themselves off, they're so safe. Uh, the monthly payment's low, much lower than it would be if I had to pay interest. I mean, it, it makes so much sense for me to buy it from a seller. It made sense for the seller to sell it to me because I'm gonna give them all their money and they're gonna get it sold and they're not gonna worry about it. But it makes sense for me because I don't have to pay any interest on it, so I'm paying a third of what it's costing someone who goes out and gets a loan for that property. Or if somebody who has to come up with cash to buy the property, uh, I don't have to come up with the cash, I can pay for it a little bit over time. If everybody was in a position where they could buy a house for their family uh, and live in that house and make payments on that house in a time frame that made sense for them and maybe even had, maybe even was sporadic. If they lost their job or if something happened, they could they could hire, they could uh, file for a, a deferment or whatever, uh, so that they could stay on their property and not lose it. It would make things so much more stable in our country. Our, mar our our real estate market would be so much more stable, and we'd still continue to build houses. So that all the all the, uh, the the contractors and all the people that are building houses would make a ton of money doing this because they're still making the same amount of money. 
whether you have a, a bank that's making their, you know, 5%, 6%, 8%, you know, on their money. I mean, that's basically thievery as far as I'm concerned. Uh, interest uh, in f from, from a bank that borrows that money from the Federal Reserve that didn't create that money in the first place, that seems like thievery. If I'm going to loan out money to somebody, I'm going to charge them interest because I want to get a return on my investment. But it's real money that I'm investing. That's not happening with mortgages, uh, at least with, you know, with uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So it's, uh, it's a completely different world. And it could change the way our society works, where everybody could have affordable housing. And if, ever gets in a, if they ever get into a bind, which everybody gets into a bind at some point in their life, everybody goes through this. If you get into a bind, maybe it's the coronavirus and you can't make your payments for a few months. Well, you wouldn't have to make your payments uh, and you could catch up again and, and it wouldn't be adding on to the end because there's not, they're not, we don't have the time value of money in the same way. Now, this doesn't work for everything. Uh, but it's an idea, uh, and uh, it's worth thinking about. And I'd love to hear your comments, even if you think I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> I'd like to hear your comments and your reasoning behind it. Uh, and maybe we can think about this process a little bit uh, in the comments section. So I look forward to, uh, uh, to your notes. Anyway, that was sort of a tangent off uh, from what do you do if you lose your tenants. But maybe the question is, what if we didn't have tenants? You know, what if that wasn't a real thing? You know, you still have your asset. You can still sell your asset. You can still make money doing other things. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be real estate. All right. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, JoeCrumpBlog.com. It's free. Uh, also, check out my six-month mentor program at ZeroDownInvesting.com and my automation, systemization, and lead generating software at pushbuttonautomarketer.com. Thanks a lot. I'll see you next time.